Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! The dragon fight news keeps flowing through these loins. I'm Slide Whistle. I'm immunization, but I don't 100% condone the visual of, like, the Dragonflight Alpha News, like, seeking out of your loins, but, um... And I'm Leafy. Hey, what's going on, forums? It is fucking cringe that Slide Whistle talked about his loins. I mean, there's kids on the internet. What the heck a Rooney? Of all the people to be talking about kids on the internet, it's Leafy. <laughs> I mean, it's cringe when you talk about them. Let's not talk about the fact that my fan base, I was about to say is, but was, because he's perma-banned forever. Anyways, if you're over the age of 15 and don't know who that guy was, just forget I made that reference. I'm Aaron, Fire Magic Sword and Aaron Horde Punching Bag. Yeah, I don't know who he is, so let's move on to all this Dragonflight news. I'll be dragon. My balls cross my phone to swipe through the different Wowhead articles. <laughs> what the fuck? That was, okay, all right. I'll dig this energy. Let's start with, I was kind of right. There was... <laughs> Sound a, the alarms everywhere. Maybe. The DNR boys were tangentially somewhat correct. There may be, or still is, or the idea of a time skip was thrown around at Blizzard HQ. We can't confirm this. <laughs> we categorize our wins so vaguely. There was whispering at the watering hole by a junior artist that a time skip is coming, so basically, we win. Yeah, so formerly in the alpha, because like it's no longer in the alpha, there was dialogue between... Tyrellian and Gen in Stormwind after a player had done the intro to Dragon Isle's quest line and their interaction implies that Tyrellian has been on the throne of Stormwind for some time and that Anduin has had not yet returned and implying that it'd been a while. Yeah, I was just gonna read the quotes. So yeah, so you can't do this anymore. This was changed, he said. So Shaw says, King Greymane, I thought you should know. Raphian asked if there's been any word from, and then Grayman says Anduin, he asked me the same question. Through, though their friendship has been strained, I know the king considers Raphian an ally. Shaw says <laughs> several years have passed since Azeroth's heroes returned from the realms of death. In that time, I followed up on countless leads, reports that the king was cited here or there. None of them have been proven true. Greymane's like, I don't think we will find Anduin unless he wishes to be found. That may take some time. So, how many years is several years in this idea? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's probably just a handful? Five? I don't know. Yeah, but like... I, d I don't know. I feel like you could sneak in two and like things would relatively be the same. Especially in the feudal like medieval era that WoW takes place in where it's like progress takes 50 years, you could get two or three and be like, okay, things are kind of different. One of the stores changed. I'm also interested what it being straight up removed from the alpha means. I mean, maybe this is just an old build and it's no longer their current storyline that they're going with. Um, or they're just like, oh shit, we didn't want them to know that they're actually having like a 10 year skip, 15 year skip where we haven't seen Anduin and he's going to come back and he's going to be like, 
an adult, like even more so of an adult, or and like that's supposed to be a surprise. But like, I'm I'm leaning more so the first uh, that they just decided to no longer go this route. I think it has less to do with them not appreciating the time skip, and more that I believe Gen Greymane referred to Rathion as his friend, <laughs> like some writer was like, yeah, they're friends. And then <laughs> Ian had to go. It's like, no, don't you understand? They're fucking. So <laughs> they had to take it out to uh, edit that one part. Mm. I also think we would see more evidence of time skips if this was a thing, right? It wouldn't just be this one data mind throwaway line. But maybe they're really good at hiding it. I don't know. Maybe they moved it to be later on in the campaign. Yeah, it could just be there's NPCs that have grown up or their models changed and we just didn't see them because everyone was busy dragon flighting. Has anybody checked on Moira's son? This could be the chance he needs to finally grow up. This could, he After could be a grown man walking around. 15 years, he can finally rule the Dark Iron and all of their people. <laughs> You know what's funny is that we are probably the ones that have the most pulse on the situation of Moira's son. Like, I, I doubt anyone else ever really thinks about that child. Uh, so maybe nobody who has alphas actually looks. So if, you're, if, um, if you have the alpha, go check this out for us. Maybe we should just remind Blizzard also that he exists because I think we're the only thing that remember he's even the thing down was, there. He still. was in one of the more recent books as like a grown up boy. So at least like Christy or Madeline Rue has wrote him in. So, uh, but I guess, I mean, they're employed by Blizzard, but they're not Blizzard. So send everyone, send Steve and Ian your emails. Dagrin Thoracian exists. What is this wow? I'm trying to figure, trying to decipher what this wow head person means. So then they give their own, like, analysis of it. This implies several years have passed since the end of Shadowlands. Okay, yeah. And Anu has not returned. Duh. Fan theories about a possible Shadowlands time skip have been popular for some time now. Must be DNR fans. As it has been stated many times through the expansion that time passes differently in the Shadowlands. But these theories touch upon the fact that a time skip would have happened through the expansion and not after its events. What are you guys talking about? So I guess they mean that in order to go with current fiction, if you were to have gone to Stormwind in like 9.1, some NPC should have been like, Growlina, I haven't seen you in four years. I guess, but like, it's World of Warcraft. They're not going to do that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hate to say it. Updates come at specific moments. It would be neat if it was a living, breathing world like that, but like, they're not going to do that. And if anything, things like this would be the way that they would do it because like, the, the dialogue is like, oh, well, Turalyon has been king and he's the people have liked him, but they miss Anduin, like, implying that Anduin and all of us were gone at least the time that all of Shadowlands took in Azeroth. I don't know how long that takes. They never say specifics, but... Can you imagine if if it Ooh, was... Double. Yeah. If it was live like that, and you're trying to Damn meet up it. with your yes, friend, yes. and it was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I, I'm in 9.1. I'm three years ahead of you. I, I was thinking, like, what if, like, they had NPCs they had to update each each day to be like, champion, I haven't seen you in... 111 days 
Like the Animal Crossing villager. <laughs> I bet you didn't know this, but it was my birthday last month. You skipped past it because you were doing dungeon. Don't worry. If you spend, and he looks at his fantasy watch, four days in the Shadowlands, it'll be back up. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like Animal Crossing, except each of the villagers have to do like complex math for like a conversion between Shadowlands time and Azeroth time, and then decide how they want to present that information to us. This is how we get time zones introduced into the world of Warcraft. Thanks, Shadowlands. You ruined it. Well, I think it's time for us to do the Vander section that has been promised to the DNR. And I'll apologize again for not uh, reading your email that you sent to us last last week, Vander Lyle. So he did submit a question for the show through email, which I will read now. He says... Question for the show. Hello, heroes. What color will each of you choose for your dragon mounts in Dragonflight, and why? Also, did any of the newly released Drakthir customizations stick out to you? Vanderlyle. Hmm, so I guess I'll answer first, and it really is a point of contention, because in real life, I do love the color green the most, but I would say that the green Dragonflight does not stick with my ideals, Druidic magic, nature magic is not my cup of tea. And then I would move on to red, but I also don't really like the red dragon flight either. But I don't want to be the straight guy going like gamer black, black dragon flight. So with everything eliminated <laughs> for no particular reason, bronze. You know, your, your reasoning is very thorough. Um, I have some reasoning of my own as well. I probably... Like, my first, my top three go-tos would be, like, green, red, and blue, probably. And I already have, since I got the Epic Edition pre-ordered, I, I have a pretty nice green one already. So, I'm like, well, maybe I wouldn't choose that. So, then, I would be either between blue or red. It might be, like, a character-specific thing choice as well. Mm. I am not sure, but that's my top two there. Currently, I'm leaning more towards blue, though. Yeah, I think I would want to match whatever my dragon mount is to whatever color my dragon person is. And I I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my dragon person. I I think the black dragon flight would be cool, since it's been confirmed that Rathion is going to be leading the alliance section of the black dragon wait, flight. Wait, wait, who's, who's leading the horde section? What? Oh, fucking... Ebon yeah, Horn. yeah, yeah Ebonhorn. I did see that. <laughs> I remember it's like a special NPC, and I looked at the picture. I was like, good, they can have them. I was going to say, Aaron, there's literally only like two of them, right? <laughs> I thought they were just p channeling some other dragon. I was like, what dragon paid their allegiance to the Horde other than the one from Wad who Garrosh neck-snapped instantly? So I think, I think I would probably do the Black Dragon play. Listen, they had a bad rap. Okay, they were the... They were, they had the big bad guy. You know, they're rebuilding. Big, big bad guys. Big bad, multiple <laughs> There, there are seven black dragons, and five of them are big meanies. And the customizations. I think the best customization that we all know is <laughs> no horns on your dragon. So you get that little smooth salamander head. <laughs> I love how that's an option. Yeah, and Slide Whistle has a name saved for uh, his dragon person that he will make look like that <laughs> i don't think i'm actually gonna like name it that 
because I got Slalazzle. It's a Pokemon that looks just like it, but the name looks ugly in World. It just like it doesn't look aesthetically nice in a World of Warcraft. And there's going to be a bunch of unhip kids who don't remember Pokemon Black Two, White Two, so they'll be like Slalazzle. It's just it's just going to cause problems. It also kind of sounds like Slide Whistle if you like say it like Aaron just. Hey, what's going on, Slalazzle? Slalazzle. If I had to pin down my favorite customization option, it would probably be throat. <laughs> I'm just looking on the Wowhead throat. article for it. And it's like, it has the different cosmetic options. And in vanity options, we have jewelry color, ears, crest, brow, cheekbone, cheek, throat. Throat. Oh, yeah. I forgot how cool some of the eyebrows look, too. Which is weird, because I feel like it's never really... Something that matters that much? <laughs> I'm looking at throat. Some of these are yucky to consider. It's just a lot of spikes coming out of, like the nape of their neck, and it's like, oh, I don't like that. I just want to say overall, I'm really happy with like just the sheer amount of customization of literally everything, especially like in- including uh, throat. Um, <laughs> they they really put a lot of work into this customization um, mm-hmm. business. But I'm always a sucker for just, like, additional jewelry that can be added to various parts of your character. So I think that's currently my favorite. And I also do, like, some ways that you can incorporate the scale, the scales onto, like, your visage form as well. Not all of them. Some of them look weird, but I think some of them look cool. Are you going to be a fancy jewelry dragon? Are you going to have dripping in chains? (laughs) In chains. I actually lied. My favorite customization is the tail because you can give it an Ankylodon like club to club your enemies. And if you want to know more about the Ankylodon, check out our Patreon. (laughs) Check out dinosaurs at at this particular moment. If you're listening on Friday, latest episode. (laughs) Wait, no, not even. That was two episodes ago. Just go. Check it out. Yeah, so check out patreon.com slash do not relent for bonus content. Literally hours of After content. really looking at it, I really just have to say that my favorite aspect is accent color strength. Oh, yes. Yo, Aaron, strength. Aaron, Um, this is important to you because hopefully they include this for Worgen as well. So uh, not what Vanderlyle was asking, but this is related to the visage form. I guess they kind of, they, they've confirmed that for the Drakthir, um, you can choose your chosen form, and there are different options where it's like you can make it so that you return to your visage form immediately when you exit combat, or mm. um, immediately after you're done, like, whatever their, like, hover action is, or whatever. Well, I'll say, I'll say it's important to my people. I <laughs> will, will always be my wolf woman. But yes, all you Gilnean RPers out there, hopefully this comes to us. Yeah, I know that like the other worgen on our guild, Ash, is excited about the prospects of this. I mean, How I, fucking I just feel disappointing. Like... <laughs> by the way, this is this is my little side thing. There used to be three of us, then one of us changed, and now Ash is like, can't wait to be a man, an old man, human man now. And it's like, wow, great. Left in the dust. It's well, you know what? At least we'll we'll never have another locksmith situation where I get yelled at because a male worgen's fucking up because Lynn doesn't know how to tell us apart because there just won't you guys be any all worgen. Do look the same. Not even. 
You guys got weird heads and, and toes out. Like well, No one else has that. <laughs> People just see dog, and they're just like, wow, it's dog guy. And that we're so rare that I guess that is the, the reason. People are like, I see a dog, I just assume it's you. Like that guy I saw in Orbos the other day that's name was literally Dog Guy. Yeah. <laughs> they all assume we're Dog Guy, the very infamous DNR Discord guy. Thanks, Vanderlyle. We got a little off tangent there, but we did it. <laughs> Send us emails at do not pod at gmail.com and we'll read them on the show. Maybe a week later. No, this time it'll be on time. From now on, <laughs> Aaron promises. I promise you can publicly chastise me at Aaron last name on Facebook.com. Just type in Aaron. You'll find me eventually. Maybe. There's not too many of us in the world since the Aaron ban. I'm trying to find... Okay, so they fucking posted all of the racials that the Drakthir get. Why the fuck are they getting like a million racials? Because they've done that forever. I'm so fucking tired blizzard add more racials to the old people and i'm not even i'm not even one of the old people imagine being a human humans haven't gotten anything since 2004 and all these new guys get cool stuff yeah exactly i mean like even like my my normal drain i what we have like three racials and some of them are just like passive jewel crafting i'm like oh okay cool and then like they release this information about the drakthir and they had like this long ass article with like 12 to 15 different racials and i'm like what the hell is all of this give me a second while i find it i'm i'm looking for it even I, even i'm i'm picking fights with people even just slightly ahead of me Fucking Pandaren get a double food bonus and bouncy, which is they don't die as much when they fall off cliffs. That's really cool compared to my 1% shadow damage and 1% faster skinning. What, you don't you don't like that? You don't, you don't like having your skinning? Yeah, I, even when I was a skinner, I could really tell the difference. I was like, ooh, I'm really cruising with my 1% skinning. Meanwhile, the mechanomes, <laughs> they just get to cheat death, naturally. Okay, we we have we have the massive <laughs> list of their active racials. First of all, they have Glide, which is just a demon hunter glide, so it works the exact same. Basically, double jump. They have a sword where they fly into the sky, muster your strength, and launch into the air. That's so. That's gonna be so fucking annoying in PvP. I'm gonna be whooping some evoker's ass, and they're just gonna go. Phew! It's like, well, okay, I can't find them anymore. And they can, like, actually fly with this. It, like, it's faster than, like, mounted flying, too, if you guys saw that video comparison. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have f- Tail Swipe, which is a knockback. They have Wing buff- Buffet, which is uh, also a knockback. Why do they have two knockbacks? I understand. I get it. They have a powerful tail, and they have powerful wings, and they want to make use of those abilities. But it's weird, though. And then they have, obviously, their visage where they can switch their forms. But also, they specify that while in visage form, nearby allies heal 2% of their maximum health every two seconds. But um, my question is, like... Wait, like, as as a an elf human? Yeah, so my question is, when is that happening, though? Because, like, when is all of your party damaged, but, like, you're not about to be in combat again? It's interesting to me. We want to get some weird raid strategies because, like, think about it. If if we're running away from a boss 
and you're out of attack range, then you go visage form and you can heal your raid, right? <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Because I assume like currently when you're in combat, you're put into your Drakthir form, right? Yeah. But you can change out of it, right? It, uh, I mean, it, it depends. If it works like Worganism, if you're fighting, you cannot. Oh, okay. So then it probably won't shift back then. Lame. But then they also have three passive racials. Increase their mastery by 2.5%. That feels like a big number just, to just me. Just mastery in general? Yeah. Is it normally like 1%? Oh, no, some get yeah, 2%, Yeah, right? well, and I don't know. I just know Worganism's critical strike is 1%, or er, shadow damage is 1%. Um, they have discerning eye increases your perception by 50 perception increases the radius of tracking mining and herbalism nodes and the chance of finding additional rare materials when gathering. Welcome to the new bots, everybody. Especially since they can like fly already. Yeah, it's so annoying. It's not like they're going to be like slow druid bears like the last generation of bots were. They're, they're just going to be programmed to all take off. <laughs> and the last racial on this massive list familiar skies you fly 20 percent faster on continents that you fully explored so oh you're telling God. me all i have to do is pop my one million toys that learn me flight paths and i will be able to fly 20 percent faster on these guys everywhere yeah, you will spam the guild with all of your achievements from those toys, and then you will be super speed flying through those familiar skies. 20%'s a huge number. I just don't get it. <laughs> I know I know they make the new guys buffed in order to be like, hey, you should play them, because we put a lot of development time into it. But like this much? Are they just banking on the fact that they're afraid people won't want to be scalies? Like they're like, oh, it's an, it's, it. it's an animal people race. Like your your average Tom, Dick, and Harry won't want to be an animal person, so we got to give them all these cool things. I mean, I guess they have the numbers. So like maybe like Worgen when Cata launched, there were like tons of Worgens, and then maybe they can just see how as the years go on, each day a new person race <laughs> changes. <laughs> Every everyone has to come to terms with the fact that they're legally a furry. I mean, I don't agree with it, but the internet says it's a fact, so every worgen is legally a furry. And, sorry everyone, every Drakthir will be legally a scaly. Uh, Slide has that name saved as well. <laughs> I'm yeah, glad. you have the name scaly, so I'm thinking about it. But that's really cool. I'm glad they get all those cool things, and it won't be annoying in any way when fighting PvP. When I fight a guy, he blows me back. I get back to him, and he uses his other, like, crowd control ability. And then you get back after that, and then he just flies away. Yeah, and then if I manage to survive that long, he's already gone. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's talk a little bit about centaurs. Let's talk a little bit about centaurs. They're back, aren't they, right? And these are these are smart centaurs. These are not the inbred-to-death variety we got in Desolus. I don't remember those ones. Are those the same ones? Because I know that there's those well, really ugly, like... Yeah, the ugly ones, the reason they're like that is because they're inbred. And then I think it was sort of like a Medan thing. They got tired of them. So some developer was like, they were inbred. When you killed them all in Desolus and Thousand Needles, that was it. They were done. 
Well, feast your eyes on this beauty, our first new woman centaur. Oh, hamana, hamana, hamana. Look at those calves, all four. You know, I feel like it used to be our, like, friend group's uh, icebreaker question where we would randomly ask each other if we would rather have sex with a centaur or a minotaur. What do you say now? What's your answer? Because I think mine's a, mine's a centaur, though it always has been. I uh I mean these are these are very hot I will say that but and this may change my opinion a little bit but I feel like I was always team Minotaur. But maybe that'd I... be a question for after dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still say I will agree these are hot centaur. Uh, but I was always team centaur, so I have I have not been swayed. Okay, some of these models are dope. This this last guy that I posted, he looks just like how the old ones used to look. That's how the old ones like looked were supposed to look. Yeah, but like well, but but he has a proper jawline, and all of his fingers aren't fused together like the last ones were. This is gonna be a great expansion. Like these, just these the art, the art looks way better than anything. And like we've had really good art, we had great art in Shadowlands, but this shit feels like it's on like a different level almost. You know what I mean? Like look at how many accents the centaur has. It's very grounded, which I know was the big thing, and I made fun of it, being like, you guys can't understand, like, vague concepts. You need to go back to standard fantasy. But now, months later, I am appreciative that it is grounded, instead of being like, look at this robot guy that's made out of seven polygons and mystical juice. It's like, I am appreciative that these are just centaur guys. These are gesture at whatever the fuck Anaru is. (laughs) Yeah, j- just like like Naru Broker guys, like those are really cool, but I can only take so many of them at a time before we kind of do need to get back to like, okay, this is an Ent. I understand what a tree guy is. I'm a tree guy. <laughs> so I guess I'm... Centaur, would these have lived on the island the whole time? As they show more and more Dragonflight, I'm trying to understand this lost island that no one ever knew somehow is incredibly biodiverse. Yeah, I'm really not sure. Um, Because, yeah, there's, like, Tuscar, there's Centaur, there's Knolls. So, I mean, I get that it, like, maybe, like, was attached to Azeroth at one point or, like, was a part of the mainland. But Tuscar sail around the world, don't they? Yeah, they're they're not, like, a beast race like Murlocs or Quillbore. They have intelligence. They could have established trade routes between that and... Northrend, which it's sort of by. So maybe they were just like on a trade route, and then the dragons were like, seal off the islands, and then they like <laughs> literally could not leave. So they're like, well, I guess we're setting one down here, boys. I've hundreds of years. I guess we're just gonna stick our butts right here in the harbor. None of us sent our heartstones to Menethor Harbor? Come on, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> I mean, would you? It was. It was. I do have two of them set there as we speak. Why? Um, <laughs> when I was leveling my Shadow Priest, I originally put his Hearthstone in the center of the town because I hated having to go through all the water to get back to it. But then I got stuck when I used it, and I was like, fuck, how do I get anywhere now other than using, like, a flight path? So I had big regrets for keeping it like this. I was going to say, like, just because you have it like that doesn't mean that you find it useful. <laughs> Shout out to my horde guys whose hearthstones are all set to Ogremar, even though I'm in other expansions, 
because the only time I'll ever use it is to return, get the heritage armor, and then log out of that person forever. They're going to die in that portal room, wondering when you return to pilot them again. <laughs> Someone did try to friend request me on Misty Eyes, or like they tried to add me to their guild, and I just straight sent them a straight thing that was like, in three days this character will cease to ever be played. Did they respond? No, because I assume they didn't actually manually ask me to the thing. They just hit me with one of those bot prompts where it's like, super cool guys is looking for casual raiders. And I was like, okay, I just happened to be in your window. I used to have that, that add on. I did. Not yeah. Good. And I, I remember we used to do it for swords of Stormwind, and we were like, this feels <laughs> bad. But at the same time, we do need guys. I wonder if there's anyone still in there. I know Yabyag is, but I wonder if I'm pretty any... sure my monk is still the one I use for banking purposes. So <laughs> that, that's all the only reason why he is still in there. Yeah, that's where Alan's granddad lives, Deuterostome. He's the guild master. Oh, he shit. still puts things in that bank every now and then. But I just want to bring up a few interesting additional things so far that have been discovered in the alpha or otherwise. But first off, I just want to say that it feels like, I don't know if it always feels like this during the alpha phase, but I feel like Blizzard is even more so responding to any kind of feedback that they're getting from people. And in particular, like, when they announced, like, that there was going to be, like, a mount for the 500 mount achievement as a reward, and it was, like, what what do you call those creatures that it was? It was, like, a Yeti. A Yeti. I think Yeti is its vague thing. I think we covered it at the end of the show, right? Last week? Well, was, like, the we, last we, we talked about how upset we were that it was it, and then that night they said it had been changed. So in a in an edit, I stated that it was changed. But we yeah. didn't know what we didn't know what it was, and now we know the replacement. Yeah, it's a pretty cool looking otter thing. Yes, I believe it's a it's they have some sort of pun. It's like war otter. <laughs> a war otter. It's neat. It's a big gray guy, he's super slippery, and he has like bone armor on him. Yeah, so it was called the White Armored River Otter, and then they actually just renamed it to Carrier Otuck mount it's kind of a weird kind of not the same name well, huh? never mind took the spit right out of my mouth what the fuck is that name <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like tuscar for otter maybe otuk otic there's two t's in it like otter so and i think this is a great change too because i i know that like when they first started showing the tuscar and some of the creatures in that area somebody was like we better be getting those as a mount so like well here we go so I, i'm excited for that <laughs> Not that I'll be anywhere near getting that, but maybe that should be a new long-term to say, goal for me. <laughs> yeah, Shadowlands, maybe I'll get close to the Legion Golem guy. And then when we go to the Lightlands in 2038, maybe I'll get this guy. Yeah, I think I'm at like 294 or something. Like, I can't imagine having 250 more of those things. But um, they also have previewed a few more additional profession equipment things that look pretty cool Ooh, like boy. alchemy is like a big one that they've revealed this last week or since we last recorded like that it has like a cool little wizard hat uh, a robe and a staff and they also announced that like when you do profession like associated actions in dragonflight there will be some kind of animation where you switch into this gear for when you craft items or do actions that are profession specific 
So that's where, and I know I raised this question on our Discord and in our private chat. I wonder, will it just be for the action of doing things? Like, it takes 2.1 seconds to make a potion. Am I going to be in my little witch academia cosplay for two seconds and then just you go back to whatever I was ass, wearing? You will. That's exactly that, what happens. <laughs> that seems weird. I would have it where, like, you, you switch to it, and then if you do another action, maybe you switch out, but you can kind of just walk around as it. Or, like, if you do mining, you get, like, a pickaxe and you get a little light bulb helmet. It seems weird to just do it for the half a second you're doing the activity. I think you're able to walk around in it. I have to go back and read it. I know there was something where right now they aren't going to make the items transmogable. Like, as in, you will not be able to use that hat as battle armor. And you won't be able to transmog your crafted gear to look like anything else. Yet. They're thinking about it. They're, like, looking into it. But they they mentioned that there's crafting stations and how those are going to have a lot more relevancy so I think, like, once you go into that crafting station panel, like, to begin with, then I think you put on the full garb as you're browsing through the options mm, to look at. That would be... There you go. That's good. If I'm using the thing, make me a big nerd crafter with my swizzle stick. Also, um, I saw this post on Twitter. I don't know if it's, like, official or not, because, you know, none of us have alpha, so I haven't been able to look personally myself. But... It seems like all of the professions are getting, like, full-on, like, talent tree-type looking things now where, say that you're a blacksmith, you can, like, there are, like, four different trees you can choose from if you want to specialize in, like, armor crafting, weapon crafting, or, like, there are two other ones that are, like, specific for other things that they do, which, I don't know, I don't have a blacksmith, so I don't know what that would be. And then, like, within each of those, like, air quote, specs of blacksmithing, you can, like, level up certain parts of it. It seems pretty complicated, but it sounds like it will be cool. I mean, I I haven't seen anything to do with a tailoring or enchanting one, so that's what I have most of my um, experience with. So I'm, I'd be interested to see what those trees look like. Yeah, I haven't seen any for the ones that I use for professions. Um... And, like, trying to look at the UI, I was like, what is going on? And I like that. I like that I'm confused by the things in front of me. Because that means it's going to be not just, like, a bare-bones system. It's going to have some kind of, like, complications to it. I just hope it goes over well, all of this. Because I'd hate for them to have put all that effort in. And then Lightlands 11.1. It's just like, okay, it's just back to whatever it was before. Sorry, guys, we tried a cool thing here. Didn't work out. I'm pretty sure in interviews, Ian or somebody else has said that, like, that's something that they're trying to avoid going forward. That things that they're implementing implementing in Dragonflight are things that they want to bring forward into the future. We will get dragon flying in every single zone, even when it doesn't make sense. Hello, I am Anaru. Welcome to the Lightlands. Did I mention we have dragons? Um, so speaking of alchemists, they've they've renamed okay, flasks are done. We're done with flasks. No more. Hmm. Now they're files. Which are, I've before, but. <laughs> Hold on. Quickly Googles is flask problematic. <laughs> it's probably just they probably just wanted to change it up because these things are very different. My dad would use a flask and then he would go and throw furniture at the wall. And Ian's like, mm, wanna avoid that one. They're files now. 
that was done, Ian said. Um, I guess some of the alchemy consumables have a toxic tag on them. Toxic consumables give you a significant positive effect, but also bring a negative effect that reduces the usability of it. So we get like a toxic file. File of icy preservation. So if you damage taken is decreased by 5% while over 50% health, but increased by 5%. So it will, so like if you're below 50% health. So you got mm -hmm. some kiss, kiss curse items here going on. There's flasks like that. I mean, files and potions like that. But then there's also potions usable while you're dead. Dead potions. It says they could either be used on a dead ally or used by yourself when you're dead. So the residual neural channeling agent, while dead, assault your enemy's consciousness with what remains of your own, dealing X amount of nature damage over 18 seconds to your target. Should you be revived, the remaining damage will be dealt instantly. Releasing your spirit will return your consciousness to you and cancel the effect. You know what's funny? I feel like those would be good to carry. Um, just imagine, like, the number of times that, like, we as a raid have wiped to something when it's down to, like, 1% health. And as we're all wiping, we could just be like, everyone, quick, pop your residual neural yeah. channeling agent potions. And then, like, we all apply big dots to the thing and then it kills it. <laughs> we, we also I myself will go and make, like, 10 billion of these for Friendieth and just be like, okay, six seconds into the fight go and just slap any number of these on you'll be our ace in the hole no one dies quicker than you guyeth there's also the delicate suspension of spores use upon a fallen ally to spread restorative spores nearby which cling to allies and heal them for and it's like the base is like almost 10k heal over six seconds usable on yourself while dead I love the idea of during times of stress, everyone huddling around a corpse as I sprinkle fungus over it to get healed. <laughs> It'll be a new raid strat. I mean, people where it's like, you know, my heart's not in it. I'm not doing my best. It's like, okay, we understand. Go KYS over in the middle so that we have an easy spot to rally to if we need health. Or, like, uh, guilds that are, like, selling carries for things. They'll just, like, give them one of these potions and say, like, go die and then drink this. <laughs> we'll knock 2k off of your thing if you go kill yourself and then drink this to make it easier on us. Speaking of segments that are dead and giving life to others, here's Growl on the Prowl. Just kidding, it's not dead. Ha 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 ha. Welcome back, loyal listeners. I'm back and on the scene in lovely, sunny Zareth Mortis. I'm here today with Contrello. And Trell, I have a humdinger of a question here. A real heater that's been plaguing the boards for years. Hmm, fire away. If Anduin, King of the Alliance, is Mario, then who would be his Luigi? Hmm... That is a tough one. Uh, I'd have to say Raytheon? Interesting. Most folks I've polled have placed their relationship as a bit more carnal in nature. Or at the very least, they're just good friends. But you're telling me they're in fact brotherly in nature? Well, there's that. 
but I mostly meant that Raytheon can jump higher because he has wings. And also, he looks better in green. Oh, and also, Moira is Wario. I can't put a particular pin in as why. I just know it's true. Hmm. Well, Trout, you've certainly given me a lot to think about today. Here's hoping I can suss out what all of this truly means by the end of part two of episode 188. Thanks, Growl. Always a pleasure to hear from you. So I really hope the Drakthir starting zone is, you know, something equivalent to maybe like the Demon Hunter starting zone from Legion. Well, you're in luck because uh, it, I <gasps> like if, I, I just want to say that like it kind of feels exactly the same in the sense that they are all awoken from a eternal slumber. <laughs> oh, no, they're woke. <laughs> Get rid of them. Put them back in the ground. Are they going to make us sign one of those social contracts? Ah, oh, they're ruining everything. You know, they wake up from their slumber and then immediately they're all just like, I use they them pronouns. Ew. <laughs> and everybody panics because it's so scary. It's so confusing. How could they do that? <laughs> and scene. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, it starts with like them being awoken from a slumber. I assume that this happens when the Dragon Isles are reopened to the world. Mm-hmm. And they basically discover that their starting zone, which is known as the Forbidden Reach, which is where you quest in when you first uh, create a Drakthir, which you start at level 58, which is... I don't know if we said that before, but... You start at level 58, where max level in Dragonflight will be 70, I believe. We haven't really talked about that, have we? Like, that's kind of weird that it's 70. Yeah, we have not touched upon the fact that it's going to be 70. I mean, it makes sense. But also, I remember when we came into Shadowlands, like, are they just going to keep bit crushing everything and keeping it at 60? It's interesting to be like, no, we're just going to keep going. And then I wonder when is the cutoff point where they're like, okay, squish again. It's probably either 100 or 110. I think they might cut it at 100, maybe. Maybe even sooner. Like, maybe 90 is the cutoff. I feel like 100 would make sense. It's weird if they let it go to 120 again. And I think they only let it go to 120 the first time just because it was unprecedented for them to do a squish like that. And they're like, people will hate it. We can't do that. Oh, we love it. Please squish us. Squish us after 80. It's just just interesting. It's interesting if, I mean, I really like the World of Warcraft. I'd be invested if it kept going. But if it kept going to that point, will it eventually be like, you can technically switch an expansion every five levels if you want to. We go to 70 and there's so many fucking expansions now. You know, yeah, like. That or literally you just have to like pick and choose your own experience. Maybe they'd have like a chromey time where ahead of the time you're like, well, I'm going to like plan out my little flight path here. I'm going to like start <laughs> start in uh, Lich King. Then I'm going to go to Pandaria. Then I'm going to mix it up and go to Kata. And then I'll go to like Lightlands. Yeah, you, the, the generation, my b- cousin's generation is going to be like, I have never even seen Burning Crusade. I have no understanding of what that is. I mean, good. I'll say me too. Yeah, it'd be a better world for that. 
Okay, so they wake up from Maiev. Wait, no, not Maiev. They wake up from <laughs> Dreyev. <laughs> you, you have to get out of there. The Legion of Mean Dragons is coming. So, like, the, then they're just like, Dad's dead? <laughs> like, again, the same thing that Demon Hunters go through. Our father's been killed. <laughs> yeah, and then their entire area is being, like, overrun by the primalists, which is, you know, an overarching theme in a lot of the questing so far that we've been exposed to in the Dragonflight Alpha, that the primalists are the main um, bad guys currently at the start, um, because they are in the Azure Span as well, and it's kind of the vibes of the the vault raid yeah they're they're the they're the only meanies that we have encountered up until now i'm sure there will be more meanies but these are the introductory meanies these are the the blood trolls if you will oh okay this is kind of a segue into it but the we we've seen two of the dungeons on the ptr one of them is Uldaman. Uldaman, which we knew a while ago, but I forgot. And it's crazy seeing this dungeon after Wait, he ran Uldaman so many times. That's where the Dissonor Ganon live. I, I thought they were doing a funny little thing with Uldaman, no. like they're adding a secret extra boss. It's an entirely revamped dungeon? It's an entirely revamped dungeon, and I'm 95% sure that the discs of Norganon play a part in the end of it. <laughs> this might be yeah. old one. I don't need Slide Whistle to get on his Arcanon shit again. We gotta read the discs of Norganon. Yes, so like the end boss in... Also, Arcadus, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so the end boss of... It, so its official name is going to be Uldaman colon legacy of tear and the end boss is an infinite dragon who is there seemingly to steal the discs for whatever evil reasons we stop him but then he's like it's too late the timelines are already overlapping i don't know exactly what that is referring to but <laughs> yes also he, i'm not sure if they are the discs on organon there was a floating golden plate and he was like the disc he didn't even call it by its proper name. Because I know if there's a disc in Uldaman, it's got to have a real name. So this fucker's got no respect in so many ways. <laughs> this is just Aaron's true form. <laughs> he tells you, he's like, you're too late. I've already skipped continue. <laughs> Press continue on all of the dialogue screens. I have never read the discs of Norkin, and I just wanted my 10,000 experience. And unfortunately, there's no Arcadis or Iron Yah, the big no, stone lady. No, what the yeah. fuck? They retired them both? What's the point? Well, it's been, we killed them. They're dead. So instead, you know, the first boss we fight in Legacy of T- in Uldaman, Legacy of Tear, is the Lost Dwarfs. Hmm. What could that be a reference to? Wait, no. They were in there. They were nice NPCs. Oh, no. <laughs> they went crazy. Dude, yeah, we, we got to fight Balog, Eric the Swift, and Olaf. They fucking try to fight us. And they have cannons, and they're jumping around. Well, that's cool. a fun, goofy reference, but I hate that I need to kill them. Sad. The second boss is named Bromach. B-R-O. M A C H. Do you think fucking Proto Jacob Bromock hang out on the weekends? Oh, absolutely. They like meet up at like the half pipe and just like shred all day. Broken. And then they go and they bother the local 7 <laughs> Eleven. Get out of here, guys. 
me, you guys need. I already called the cops last time. <laughs> also, Bromox a, tr a trog, and if there's one race of enemies in World of Warcraft that I think would smoke weed, it's the trogs. You know they're getting lit <laughs> down there. That's why they. That's why they did the thing they did to Nomergon. <laughs> Just like, oh, there's a lot of dank smoke in here. Eh, the rest are just whatever, but it's just it's just weird. It's it's, it's interesting that there's just no, you know, like I, I mean I get that we kill them, but it's weird that you know there's no Arcadis, my homie. But it's in the same places. So like one of the boss fights is literally in that room with like the little tiny cityscape. Like you yeah, know, yeah, the about? one the one that used to do the Indiana Jones reference. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a fight in there still. So like you fight in all the same rooms. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> So it's the same entrance. Are we are we finally old enough that we're seeing a dungeon revamp that just completely deletes what we knew? I don't think it's a revamp. I think it's like I will probably have some way of accessing it through Dragonflight like area because th I'm pretty sure you'll still be able to do the old one. I mean, mm. but it is a revamp though. It's because it's like it's like when our namesake when they added Commander Linden. And mop. Yeah, or Razor Fen Crawl, where it's like, you don't fight the big bat anymore. You fight the thing that killed the big bat. I think it's not quite like how um, Dead Minds has literally just replaced the old one, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, the other uh, dungeon that is currently being tested in Alpha is Neltheris. It is a, quote, Magma World dungeon. <laughs> it gives like wad vibes to me. I watched like a playthrough of it. Um, big, it's big, very red mines. Yeah, yeah, very much so. It's like lava underground. It's called Neltheris, so like it's, it's it's giving like vibes of Draenor, and then also vibes of like Neltherian's Lair a little bit. The first boss is like this really cool like magma like mammoth elephant thing that charges across the room. There's also, like, this uh, boss that is this giant, like, blacksmith with, like, an anvil in the center of the room. And, like, when he hits it, it does, like, shockwave AoE to everyone. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't like, look up the lore about what any of this was. But it, lo it looked like a cool dungeon. Like, I feel like I'm going to like this one. There's a lava elephant. Actually, his name is Magma Tusk. That's the most magma world thing I've ever heard. Literally the name. Um, I haven't really looked into the other ones until just now, but I guess we're getting a centaur dungeon. Well, yo, they're they're getting on the up and up. They got a hmm. dungeon now. Will they be friends or will they be foes? Because if what I remember of centaurs, they're not that bigger, that not that much bigger than we are. So it'd be weird to like fight one as a dungeon boss to be like, yeah, we're just gonna beat you up, small stuff. I think there are enemies, because I know the Centaur of Azeroth were old horde aligned um, for a while, so mm -hmm. they probably choose the bad people. The story is literally the same. It feels kind of like the same of uh, the High Mountain Torrin. It's just kind of like there's Civil War. One of them's been captured of the other one. You got to free him. You know, okay, it's fine. I guess that is the main motivator of all tribal-based societies is like, we were one and now we are two. I know we got a little sidetracked here. I think originally we were talking about the Drakthir starting zone, but basically you help them fight it off, fight off the primalists, and then 
the Draculaer gets to choose whether or not they want to become Horde or Alliance aligned, depending hmm. on which war leader they choose to go with. Because apparently the big thing is that the Draculaer have like different wirens, which are like military units. And I guess like during this quest line, like Rathion becomes really close with one of the war leaders and this is he's a blue dragon and then Evan Horn be, yeah becomes close to one of the other ones and he's red so like they're you know like oh blue and red <laughs> and Which, should we start calling Evan Horn by his real name because he's not really in Evan Horn form anymore is he so Abyssian he, then is that his he, name yes but also the things I did see he talks at you as a high mountain tauren so he still uses his visage a lot more than you'd think I mean, maybe it'll be, like, a thing where, like, we call her Chromie. We don't call her, call her like, Chromosnormu, right? I guess. You don't. <laughs> Fair enough. I just, I wonder if they'll do the same thing that they do with the pandas, where you have to hang out with each side, and there's a strangely charismatic leader in each one that's like, these are our ideals, and then you have to pick. It seems, and I know what they're trying to do, but... It seems weird in this new world where Ian essentially bent the knee and was like, we're sorry that we ever made you fight each other. Everyone's the good guy to you still <laughs> be like there. There's one that's ostensibly not our ideals. Or, or like, even though like in the future, you know, I might group with some hordies, you know, the war might be over, but still fuck in particular G Firepaw. So like, I wonder if we'll feel the same way with uh, Scale Commander Cinder Thresh, which is the horde one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they couldn't come up with something else. <laughs> There's that, no one left. <laughs> well, yeah. that sounds that sounds like like if you if you asked Aaron, you put a microphone in his face when he's twelve. Come up with a dragon guy. Scale Commander Cinder Flesh. Like, <laughs> why is that his name? Why doesn't he have a, a standard name? Well, it's Cinder Thresh. Like, threat, like Thrash. Oh, but, like, there you go. I just completely forget everything I said. Cinder Thresh. That's very different. <laughs> Not really. And then the Alliance one is uh, Scale Commander Azurathil. See, like, that's a fantasy name. That I was expecting, like, Fire Maw, Flame Breath. So then I guess when you officially make your decision, and then, like, it's funny that, like, if you choose the Alliance, you go with Rathion to Stormwind, and then, like, immediately Shaw is like, Rathion, you're warned against making unannounced visits, especially when you bring company. Which is funny, because, like, the last time Rathion was in Stormwind, he was literally punched out by Anduin, right? Yeah, he's back, finally, to be like, I'm going to punch you back. And they're going to do that thing where they, like, tussle up and down the Stormwind Halls. End up in a bed or something? Ooh, okay. Him and Shaw? No, Shaw's a... (laughs) I was about to say a married man, but... I mean, I guess if Shaw wants to get some strange on the side, I haven't seen Flynn in a while. Listen, both of their lovers are, like, who knows where right now. They're missing. That's very true. But I'm excited to make my horde Drakthir. Are you though? Are you? It's me, James Cinder Ash. I love the horde. They're good guys. Well, speaking of good guys and good things, 
One of the things that I'm like Speaking in particular. Of good guys and great eat, <laughs> Great Lakes Crossing. <laughs> the, that slow flashing sign. Okay, so I'm really excited that like one of the things that they like have revealed about Dragonflight is that they are like increasing the stack size of profession related items. So that's like consumables and the profession mats themselves. So like profession related mats like to make potions or whatever those can stack up to 1000 per one item slot and then the consumables like your potions and things can stack up to 200 fucking big money i'm so fucking happy amazing that will literally because i'm one of the guys who don't trust the banks and just keep all of their flowers in their bed mattress and so I used to have like an entire bag dedicated to oh just my materials. God, really? Yes. Was it at least an Irving bag? Well, well, I, I mean, no, it was it a bag, wasn't. and there was herbs it, in it. No, the Irving bags can stack more. They can hold more, like forty or sixty, something big. Well, well anyways. anyways, I had them, <laughs> and I had them in there, and now they'll be a lot clearer. Also, they're going to just straight up say, like, we saw, so here's, here's Ian saying, we saw that Growlina was not utilizing the Irving bag. So we have introduced a fifth bag just for crafting reagents. So we're getting a whole new bag, and all of her crafting stuff will just go in it, apparently. That's the way to do it. I've never picked up a crafting bag because I'm like, I have too much other shit to put in here to make this crafting exclusive. <laughs> so this is great. So many good changes. I wish we could get them now. I want them sooner. Same though. Speaking of getting things sooner, we'll end this one while we're ahead. We're going to head into our top toots, bottom boots, or medium moats. Immunization. What you got? Well, I have a top toot. Toot toot. And it's just that, you know, we are approaching the end of season three now. Um, And I am just excited for what season four has to hold. They officially did announce, like, the faded raid schedule. And, like, we're starting off with faded Castle Nathria in the first week of Season 4. And I'm just excited to go back to Casino Nathria. Like, I think it's probably my favorite of the raids. I, I'm just excited to be back. Crawl on your knees. Is that what he says? Yeah, like, crawl on your knees to me or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, absorb my painful cummies. Yeah, so I'm excited to pay Daddy D another visit or two or three or however many it takes, you know? But, um, yeah, Mr. Slide Weasel, what do you have? I've got myself a big, fat, medium moot. Medium. Medium moot. It's, it's a two-parter. The good part of the medium moot, the top part of it, you know, the, the tepium mootium part, is I've been loving my Shadow Priest. And I've been going through Stranglethorn Vale, and I'm finally going to get Lore Master of that area after I got past the kill two million animals. <laughs> it's, it's rough. It's real rough. Um, I, I, I do it mindlessly, mindlessly at work when I'm on my break, so it kind of worked out. I got paid to do it, you know? But once you get past all those fucking animals, man, that's some of the best questing in the game still. Like, those quests had me laughing. They had you hooting and hollering? That shit was crazy. I'm like... I, you know, I was killing that cow, I was 
put and they put her head in a bag to make it look like a Torin head, and they beat it up. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, what is this quest line? R.I.P. Booty Bay Cow. Uh, I her miss bossy. her every day. Her name is Bossy. When you kill her, she gets like memorialized in the quest, like in the quest text. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can either sneak up or you can straight up tell her like you can sneak up. I need, I need, I need to do this for you. And it's like she looks at you with stern understanding. She closes her eyes and bows her head. And but then even then, it gives you the option to chicken out, and you can leave. And I did that, and she was happy. And then I came back and killed her. <laughs> Anyway, really good questioning. My the bottom part of the medium the the medium medium is I've been nauseous this whole time <laughs> during recording. That's oh my, no, that's my, <laughs> that's my medium. Uh, just go take a tums, I guess. Before oh we my God, we have move tums. on with the bonus recording this week. Yeah, I got I gotta make it through. If you had to hear me be nauseous and throw up on the pod, check out our our Patreon. All right, nauseous, I'm nauseous. I'm nauseous. I'm nauseous. What about you? What's your TTBBMM? Uh, I'm gonna have to give a top toot this week. Toot toot toot! Blizzard instituted an incredibly brief experience boost in like the two weeks between now and season four, which is August 12th or August 2nd. But that gives me extra motivation to get all those horrid heritage armors, and it's sure been helping. What I don't understand is, like, why don't they just extend it until, like, the end of the expansion, honestly? I don't, I don't know. It's not like extra stuff is coming out for, like, I dare I say casuals, the people that would benefit from an experience boost in Season 4. For people who aren't doing faded raids or bonus Mythic Pluses, Season 4 is the exact same thing that it's always been. I, I don't get it. Yeah. But in these two to three weeks, it has given me extra ammunition to get through all of these horrid heritage armors. I finished Spooky Dude, the Maghar Shaman, got his, and immediately began my journey on Misty Eye, the Volparin Rogue. And he is currently sitting at 46. So who knows, by the time you're listening to this, maybe he's done too. The armor's at 50, right? For allied races, the armor is at 50. I have fucked myself by waylaying the two base horde races that get theirs. Because not only do you have to get to 60, you also have to be exalted with, like, their people. So I should have set Spooky Dude and Misty Eye aside for, as of yet, unnamed Torin and Blood Elf guy. But I didn't. You still have a few weeks here. Yeah, and I mean, like, Misty Eye got almost done within two days, so I'm sure I can easily squeeze out the other two within the next two and a half weeks here. Get to squeezing. Your time's running out. Speaking of running out, I'll never run out of gratitude for our <gasps> top toot patrons. We're talking about Command Sergeant Major Tijerla, fourth host of the podcast, Your Monkey. Ahoy Vince, a.k.a. Nathanos, killed himself to see Sylvanas and she won't even pick up the phone. NSYNC slash Drag Race. Azarin, one of our new patrons, Mitch, who wants to know why they gotta be green. New patron alert. Crucifix, Saracen Hawk, Joe DiGiorno Dorno, Gershom the Grillmaster, Hoax, 
asking Growlina to say, For the Horde. Vanderlyle and Will, a.k.a. Tyre, trade chat's fallen father. Current patrons. Rule. <laughs> <laughs> patrons who have been here for a while. Still cool. Still appreciated. You know what? I'm feeling generous. I'll even throw one out for Slide Whistle and Matt Tang. Yeah, I'm out here giving. I'm out here giving money to the show every every so often. <laughs> I think the in the entirety of the Patreon, you've given about as much as one month of being a five dollar top two every patron. Every drop counts, baby. And with that, we're out of here. If you have any cures for nausea, send them my way at tonotrelentpod at gmail.com or preferably to navarracoffin at gmail.com, my personal email account. What about you guys? Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex, or you could follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at do not relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at thebigacheesy on twitter.com. Read the show's literary musings on do not relent.livejournal.com. Watch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AaronDNR. And if you're looking for self-treatment of nausea, self-remedies include resting, eating bland foods, and avoiding strong food odors, perfume, or smoke. Alright, we'll see you guys next week. And remember... Another down! <laughs> Another down! Do not relent! Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.